Growing your Instagram following from zero to a massive army organically on today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Thrive Themes. Blazingly fast WordPress templates and plugins built to get more traffic, more subscribers, more clients, and more customers to you. To find out how Thrive Themes can turn your blog or website into a money-making work of art, go to servenomaster.com backslash Thrive Themes. Are you tired of dealing with your boss? Do you feel underpaid and underappreciated? If you want to make it online, fire your boss and start living your retirement dreams now. Then you've come to the right place. Welcome to Serve No Master Podcast, where you'll learn how to open new revenue streams and make money while you sleep. Presented live from a tropical island in the South Pacific by best-selling author Jonathan Green. Now, here's your host. Instagram is becoming more and more one of the stronger social media networks. And we've been talking about several other platforms recently, and I kind of want to spend time talking about each different social media platform and ways you can grow in them to find the right one that fits what you're doing. Instagram is all about posting pictures and it's where people post pictures of their food or people post pictures of them in different outfits. And if you have followed some of the really strong brands on there, people often, really good looking people, post pictures of their favorite yoga clothes and get paid massive amounts of money. They get paid massive amounts of money to advertise different diet teas and stuff like that. So more and more, Instagram is becoming heavily monetized. And one of the new features they've uh, been releasing recently is the ability to tag or create Bible products and photos. What that means is you can show a picture of you wearing like your favorite outfit and then if they touch the shoes on the outfit, it takes them right to a buy button. So you can actually monetize your pictures much more easily now. And it's very interesting. Now, they haven't launched it to everyone yet, right? There's just certain brands like Kate Spade and J. Crew where you can do this. But it shows that Instagram is very aware that people are monetizing. I think they want to get in on that because right now one of the big ways people monetize is they simply sell a picture. So if you have a massive following, you get paid twenty-five dollars or $50,000 to take a picture next to someone's product because millions of people will see it. So it's becoming this really interesting platform and there's a lot of things you can do with it. And in fact, one of the reasons Instagram is on my mind, I bought this piece of software last week that lets you organize your Instagram stuff from your computer. So I'm going to be growing on Instagram more and more. I just set up my new Snapchat profile this week. Instagram I've had for a while. I just haven't done a lot with it because I don't always uh, remember when to take pictures and stuff, but I'm going to get better and better at that. I'm trying to move into some really cool new things. And 2017, it's going to be really growing my social media presence and kind of expanding into that area now that the blog and the podcast are so strong. So I wanted to take some time to talk about some of my strategies for how I'm going to begin building my Instagram following in ways that you could do the same thing. And of course, the first step, the very easiest thing you can do is use your other platforms. And this means if you have a mailing list, if you have a Facebook page, if you have Facebook friends, if you have a blog, if you have Twitter, in all of those places, let people know, hey, I'm on Instagram now. Most people have a primary social media platform. So there are people who only use Facebook, but they're still on Twitter a little bit. And there's people that are on Facebook because they need to be, but really Twitter is their primary. So you might have people that are following you, but it's not on their favorite platform. So there may be people following you on Twitter, but they'd rather be following you on Instagram. And this is a way to get that first little boost. And what you can do is post a picture of your Instagram profile on Facebook and just have a link or just post a link. You know, mine is Instagram.com backslash serve no master. Very simple. Some of the other things you can do when you're trying to create discoverability, you know, we're very familiar with tags from Twitter, right? We see tags all the time. One of the things that's interesting is that emojis are kind of exploding right now. And the more emojis you have, the more attention you get. There are people, and this is so, so interesting because 
Instagram is trying to be ahead of the curve. And one of the things you can search on Instagram, instead of just searching hashtags, you can actually search emojis. So you can search by the little image, you know, whether it's a little person dancing or a little person crying or a little glass of wine, and people will search by those things. So, you know, whatever industry you're in, the more you add those emojis or whatever you're doing, if you're a fashion blogger, or if you're doing a lot about shoes, then you want to use shoe emojis a lot. As interesting as that is, it's a really great way to start getting discovered. It's really about creating a presence and following all the rules. You know, the people that have the biggest followings, if you look at any of the big Instagram channels, and it's almost always beautiful people or fitness people and stuff, you'll notice that in their posts, they always have like 20 hashtags, seven ats, and 20 emojis. There's a reason they're doing that and that it works. So adding that extra stuff and adding those searchable things will really help you get discovered. Something else that's very important is to have a theme or have a consistency. So if you post pictures of cars, then shoes, then hats, then a spaceship, then a rainbow, and you're just posting random, random images, people won't follow you as strongly. People like to follow a theme. So if your theme is yoga, then you want to post all yoga photos. There's that company from Australia that posts a different bikini picture every single day. That's their business model. You want to just follow a very simple theme and consistency so that people know what they're going to get. The more you establish your brand, the better things are. And brand building is very important. So I often see people with really small businesses that are really worried about doing things that will damage their brand. And I don't want to send you in that direction. Brand building is more about being consistent across platforms. So in all of my uh, different platforms, I'm Servno Master. I think on Twitter, it's Servno Jonathan because Servno Master, someone bought 20 years ago and did nothing with it. It's a dead account. But otherwise, I have this consistency. And if you Google Serve No Master, you'll notice all the listings on the first page are all about me. They're all about books I've written. They're all about my blog or this and that and different presences and my Facebook page. That consistency of message and naming is part of brand building. And it's just about making it easy for people to know what they're going to get. So it's not as much about brand protection as it is about helping people to know what they're going to get. And so as I build my Instagram presence out and think about how I'm going to do things, a lot of my pictures will be heavily about island living and traveling and more and more. That'll be what a lot of my Instagram is about because that's what I can take pictures of. Who wants to watch me take pictures of just inside my office? That's not exciting. So I've been thinking about how I'm going to do. And part of that is to always crop your images in the same way, always have them have a similar look. You may have noticed that all of my blog posts now, all the new ones especially, and I'm still finishing the back catalog, they all have the same size. They're all this a specific size, which is like 1203 by 400, 600. It's an exact size that's the easiest size for shareable across social media platforms. I did a bunch of research and they said, this is the best size to use to make it easiest to share this image on different places. So all of the banner images are the same size on my website for a reason, and they all have the same style of text. That uh, specific font that I use is part of my branding within the website. You know, I use different fonts on Amazon, but anything on the website, all my products use that same font for the product names. So it creates a little bit of consistency. It's very tempting to use a different font every time. You don't want to do that. So however you're going to draw text on your photos for Instagram, however you want to add those other layers of information, maintaining consistency so people can tell when they're looking at one of your images. And that will help you build out your following. I mentioned this before, right? Hashtags are so powerful. And what's cool is there's some tools. Uh, there's this really cool called Hashtagify that will help you find the best hashtags to add to your images. So I, with everything I post, add the hashtag serve no master. 
whether I'm posting on Twitter, Instagram, anywhere else. That's my hashtag, right? And some people actually use the hashtag that have nothing to do with me, okay? If you do a search for Surf Investor, sometimes just find a couple of random posts, but mostly it's me. And what I do there is create a consistency so if someone wants to follow me, they can type in that hashtag and find my messages anywhere. However, for someone to find me, that tag is worthless because unless someone already knows me, they would never type that in. So you want to use hashtags that are very valuable and relate to your business. So you can go to Hashtagify and in fact, I'm going to load up Hashtagify right now and let's do a real-time search. We can kind of see what happens when we type something in. And what's cool is it tells you the all-time top 10 hashtags related to something. So I can type in, for example, uh, author as a tag I want to search and it will give me what are the top 10 hashtags related to being an author. And I can see what's very interesting. Some of these are really good. Am reading, I-A-R-T-G, I-A-N-1, which is actually a hashtag I just heard about recently for authors. That's actually a really strong hashtag. Am reading is a great one. So people talk about what they're reading. Am writing is for authors, entrepreneurs here. I thought I would see a NanoNemo hashtag because that's one of the popular ones. But so that's what you can do is whatever your area you're in, you can just type in uh, your primary hashtag and it'll show you the 10 best ones related to it. So you really capture a wider audience. So searching and finding that right audience, for example, if you were doing yoga, it would tell you uh, yoga pants, fitness, health, yogi are all really strong. And by adding in these extra hashtags, you'll capture more of an audience, more people will find you organically because people really do often search by hashtag. When I go on Instagram, actually, I search by hashtag too. I go, oh, this is what I'm interested in seeing stuff about. You can also connect with your audience and you want to be interactive. I always want to do better. I wish I was more and more interactive with every member of my audience. I do reply to every email and I'm trying to expand more and more platforms. And I'm actually working on a new idea. <laughs> I'm always working on new content delivery ideas. I'm working on, I'll tell you this right now, I wasn't sure if I was going to mention it. Just starting yesterday, I started working on a magazine. I'm going to put out Serve No Master magazine. I don't know that I can do it every month because I create so much content. So it'd be 20 podcast episodes a month, dozen blog posts, two products, Amazon book every month and doing a magazine every month might be too much. So I think I'll just start off doing like four issues a year as I build up the magazine, but I started working on this digital platform. But one of the things that's important when you're designing your content is finding out what your audience wants. And so the more you interact with your audience, the better. And the easiest way to do that is to simply see what they respond to. So you can look at which of your posts and which of your Instagram stories got the most shares, the most likes, the most followers. So you can see, oh, this is what's the most interesting part of my audience. You can grow your audience simply by following what people are doing. Every time you post something new, you want to give them reasons to follow you and you want to show them that you're listening. For example, if you're doing a series of posts or your posts are all about golden retrievers, right? You're all about, you picked a dog breed and that's what you're really growing on and that's a strong thing. You might discover that posts of dogs sleeping get a lot more shares than posts of dogs playing. So that's what the content people like more and more. It might be in the other ways around. One of the other things you can do as you listen to your audience and are giving them what you want, you can also find other people that are doing similar things to you. So maybe you find other people that are doing golden retriever stuff or other breeds and you do a share for share. I'll share one of your posts and you share one of mine and you can do a really cool exchange that way. And that's a way for you each to double your audience. And what'll happen is if let's say I had 50,000 followers and you have 50,000 and we swap, we're going to end up, we might both end up with 100,000 followers. We might end up with 75,000 followers each, but our total number of engaged followers will go up because now 
I have access to that group of 100,000 people, but the people that are really interested in my message will be following me. And you might lose some of the people that were following you, but they weren't as interested in you. So you're actually dialing in and getting a more connected, more specific audience. My audience is very, very uh, specific. People that follow me, and if you're someone who's listening to this, you're a follower me or a tribe member, are very into me. I have a very strong, uh, high strength bond with my following because it's very much a two-way street. I respond to every email I get. I'm constantly sending people advice and trying to answer people's questions. Whether they bought something or not, I try to be there for people that follow me. And that strength of connection means that I have a very strong following, but not 100% of the people who listen to this podcast or who read my blog are that into me. So there's people that are super engaged, the early adopters, the really big fans, and that's a percentage of my audience. But if I do an exchange, the people that were only mildly interested in, they'll find a, a voice that's better for them. So it's a win all around. I'd rather you find the best voice for you. If it's not me, then I definitely want to help you find it. So doing one of these exchanges can really help you to swap and get a great following, get a more engaged following, and also get access to new people. I'm a big fan of running contests. You know, I use Gleam. I've mentioned Gleam before, Gleam.io. It's a really cool contest software. I've used it before. And you can run specific contests for different platforms. So you can run a pure Instagram contest, share this image, or do this hashtag and win points and win a cool prize. The power of contests, and I don't want to talk too long about contests because they work for every, every social media platform running contests always work. It's kind of like a go-to answer because it's so effective. But beyond that, going into our next is make sure that your profile is really dialed in. And I don't want to give you universal rules for how to do your profile because it's different for everyone. What I recommend you do is look at five to 10 people that are doing what you want to do, but doing it better, and then create a profile that's similar to theirs. That's my approach to everything. My real secret, the reason people think I'm such a genius is that I just always reverse engineer. I look at what people are doing well and I copy it. I look at what people want and I do something that they want. I give people what they want. Those are my two main philosophies. So we've already said give people what they want by looking at which of your posts and shares they respond to the most. Now for creating your biography, creating your image, all of that stuff, that message, you simply look at what someone else is doing better than you and then you do something similar. You can then take from there and create your own ideas, but that's kind of how you begin. The next thing you can do, it's amazing to me, it's so fascinating to me, how people are obsessed with sharing quotes they don't understand. So what you can do really, really well and do really well with is take a picture of someone and put their quote next to them. This works unbelievably well. Last year for a while, every single girl on social media was retweeting these Marilyn Monroe quotes. You know, and it's like, I get that she was a figure, but I, hey, I wouldn't do a James Dean quote. Why would you quote someone who died so young? Sure, they said cool things, but people often only know half the quote. You know, people don't know that the full quote of people who failed to learn history are doomed to repeat it. Most people don't know what that quote's actually about. They don't know the sentence before the sentence after, so they misquote it all the time. And I've even seen situations where people quote something and they don't know who they're quoting. For example, classic quote is, in order to build the future, we must tear us under the past. I've seen someone pass that quote around, not realizing it's a Hitler quote. So it's amazing that as long as it sounds quotey, people love it. Now, one of the things you may have noticed as I am building out and expanding, kind of doing some new things and trying to grow my business in new ways is that I include a tweetable or like a click to tweet on all of my blog posts and podcast episodes now. You click a little button that sends a tweet out. The reason I do that is because it's a quote and I know that uh, people like quotes and you can create quotes that have a certain cadence to them. They, quotes sound like quotes, don't they? And sometimes quotes are quite short. 
you know, and sometimes they're quite long. Sometimes they just want to hear half a sentence and sometimes we can get away with three or four words, but sometimes people want to see a nice little paragraph. And it's interesting. I'm always researching quotes. I actually research quotes a lot for different projects I work on. If you've read Serve No Master, you may have noticed that each section starts with a quote from someone uh, historical. And what I found is that when I research quotes, it often comes up with masses of images. So what you can do is become someone who does lots of inspirational quotes or lots of quotes in your area. You know, if you're doing yoga, you could just quote different yoga instructors from different books. Most people don't know how to find a quote that's not in a quote list. People can quote two or three sentences of Martin Luther King, but they can't quote the rest of what he says. They can't quote anything else from any of his other books. Most people don't even know that he wrote books, okay? Most people don't know that he was famous for writing hundreds of letters. People haven't read a lot of those materials. They just know the I Have a Dream speech, which was a variation on a message he'd said before. Most of it, that speech wasn't completely original. That wasn't the first time he'd said that message, but people don't know that. So people don't know, you know, if you have a great quote, of course you're going to say multiple times, right? So they don't know how to go and read a book and grab quotes. So every time you read a great book and see a great quote, write it down, save it in a text file, and then when the time comes and you're throwing up images, you can do more and more on Instagram with that and really build a following. You can do whatever your, in, whatever your niche is. You know, you can quote people talking about dogs. You can quote every professional wrestler with one of their quotes. There's tons of great quotes from professional wrestlers in the 80s when they used to do those, the thing where they would be talking on camera before the fight, they would be talking smack to each other. Very powerful. Now, you may have noticed that I'm talking about quotes longer than almost anything else on this page. That's because... This is the most effective technique and it's the easiest. Most people just copy each other's quotes, but if you take a little time and get a little bit creative and find cool quotes, then you can do amazing things. And sometimes we remember things wrong. My favorite quote for a long time, because it was so overly dramatic from Lord of Illusions, I remembered wrong. I always thought that at the end of the movie, the bad guy says, death is agony, living is worse. But then one time I looked up the script and that's not the line. And... <laughs> It happens, you know. We hear things wrong and they become better quotes. So you can create your own quotes because it turns out what you heard was something you imagined. It turns out death is agony, living is worse is something that I invented. It's similar to what the line is in the movie, but it's much better than the line in the movie. I used to listen to Dave Matthews' band song and I always thought he was saying you might die tonight. And I was like, whoa, that's intense to say at a concert from people are driving home. But it's the line is actually you might die trying. Sometimes we hear a line wrong, but we hear it better. And that's how you can generate your own quotes. We know what a good quote should feel like. So more and more with Instagram, just do graphic quotes. And another thing you can do is push for responses. Ask a question, ask for shares. Say, oh, share if you believe in this, you know? Share if you love national parks. And people will take actions. The thing about internet marketing and all marketing, one of the first things you learn is that people are sheep. In the sense that if you don't tell people what to do, they'll do nothing. And if you tell people to do three things, they'll do nothing. But if you just give people one task, then they respond to it. And it's called a call to action and it's a critical part of any business. That's why every single button on every website that's selling anything says add to cart or buy now. Those are orders. If I say to you add to cart, that's a command. So we're so used to seeing them, we don't realize that there's embedded calls to actions in everything thing we see online. So saying to people, hey, what do you think about this? Leave your comments below. Hey, respond with your favorite image of you with your dog. Show me a picture of your favorite dog or your dog playing with its favorite toy. When you ask for people to do stuff, they'll take action. 
And what's great is when people tag your images and you can say, you can tag to a different followers or you can do things like that and you can message to specific people, then they'll share with their audience oftentimes. That's why group photos do so well. You've got you with three other people in your industry, then they share with their following, you share with your following. It's a great way to capture more and more of your audience. And of course, there's more and more tools that are coming out to help you boost your engagement on Instagram. And I'll post maybe some links below this episode to some of the cool things that are out there, but they are, they're always changing. And I'm just testing out some new software. But what some of the things you can look at, for example, is when you're designing your images and you wanna add like quotes to them, you could play around with tools like Canva and other things like that that don't really you know, require design skills. I happen to use Affinity Photo for all of my graphic editing. I've moved away from Photoshop 99%. Photoshop is awesome, but it's massively more expensive. And I find, that Affinity is very fast and very effective for me. So that's why I'm doing all my graphic design now. But there's lots and lots of uh, different tools you can use now for your graphics and to help you with your marketing as well that will help you things. And some of those tools, for example, just to give you a little bonus on the back end of this episode, for example, is like Minter.io. What this does is it analyzes everything that's happening. It analyzes your audience and your engagement to show you which are your best posts or which are your best hashtags which ones are working for you. Uh, there are some tools as well to help you dial in when's the best time for you to post. And one of the cool things is that Mentor will give you a calendar and say, here's the post you did that got the most engagement. You'll find it, oh, it turns out Monday's the best day for me. I also recommend creating a calendar, however you're gonna do it. I'm testing a new piece of software. Uh, I think it's called Grum that will let me calendar my post in advance because most of the auto posting programs don't work very well because you have to manually do them anyways. They just remind you. So the more you schedule your stuff, and there's some other tools as well you can look at like Schedulegram that help you to post your stuff and plan your calendar out. I'm still playing around with these more and more and more. There is another cool tool called OnlyPult, which lets you look at your competitors' Instagram posts and you can see what their most popular posts are, what they're kind of doing. The more you use competitive intelligence, the easier it is to succeed. Like I said, I like to look at what other people are doing. So those are just a couple of tools that I'm playing around with. I'm not in love with any of them quite yet because just like you are, I'm moving into Instagram. Yes, I have a small Instagram presence. I think I have some followers on there, but I'm not very active. It is hard for me as a one-man band to, in addition to creating all these podcast episodes, products, books, now I'm dabbling with a magazine and to also do tons and tons of social media. But I'm trying to get more and more efficient by using the correct tools to make things easy. And when taking, when you're just taking pictures, throwing a quote on it, doing, throwing on some hashtags, it's not that hard. It's only if we let it become overwhelming that it can become a little bit too much. But I'm also testing a really, really cool Twitter tool that hopefully I'll be able to talk to you about more and more in a little bit of while and a couple later episodes. Right now, that tool is much more expensive, so I need it to be flawless before I talk about it. I don't want to talk to you about a $1,000 tool unless it's really earning back the cost of its investment. But most of these other things I'm talking about are free or like $20, so they're not crazy expensive tools. Those are some of the things that you can do to build up and organically grow a massive, rabid, powerful Instagram following. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Serve No Master. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss another episode. We'll be back tomorrow with more tips and tactics on how to escape that rat race. Head over to servenomaster.com forward slash podcasts now for your chance to win a free copy of Jonathan's bestseller, Serve No Master. All you have to do is leave a five-star review of this podcast. See you tomorrow.
Thank you for listening to the Serve No Master podcast. Make sure to subscribe so that together we can achieve true freedom.